0: Okay, happy Wednesday, folks, and those of you who know me, I'm Will, um, and you see somebody who's on screen with me, Christina Ambroselli, so I'm really, really super excited to have this conversation today, and I am going to ask everybody who's watching to um, introduce themselves, say hi in the comments, and let us know where you're tuning in from. This broadcast is live. It's available on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and as well as the replay. So type in where you're tuning in from, and also let us know if you are team live or team replay. So today, um, our topic is career breaks. Now, Christina, full disclosure here: Christina and I know each other for a very long time. We Thank worked you. together for a very long time, and Christina. Um, took a career break, something that not everybody always does. So I thought as she was talking about getting ready to go back out there on stage, right? You can hit the road again. This is a great topic because so many people really and truly um, are interested in doing things in a new way. But before I turn the mic over to Christina and we'll have to fight for the mic because because when we work together, I talk a lot. I know all of you know that, but she's not shy to take the mic away. I wanna set this up. Christina, three years ago, right around now, in this very room, live, I'm coming to all of you, live from Rio de Janeiro, I had a conversation with you. We were working together and you told me to be prepared because when I came back to New York, there was this virus thing happening and that we're not sure if we're gonna stay open. And I thought, okay, I was on vacation glow. New York has gone crazy, the world is crazy, what's this all about? So fly home, the world closed. Then two years ago, you and I were in the midst of reopening, vaccines, running the Met, working with other um, cultural institutions in New York City and the world just seemed so dark and heavy and unbelievable. One year ago, I had already left the Met for months, Um, by by that point, you and I had a conversation that you too were ready to leave the Met. And so I think it's really interesting to look at the last three years, everything that we've been through, I made some changes in my life because of the last three years, you have made changes in your life because of the last three years, different reasons, different um, stages in life. Today, I want the audience, and hopefully I will look while you're speaking, I'll see who's joined us today. I really want to um, understand from you what it is that prompted you to do, take this life change, why you're doing it, and what your next steps are. So let me go see who's joined us, and Christina, introduce yourself beyond anything I just said.
1: Thanks so much. Well, first of all, I'm so happy to be here um, talking about this because I think it's so important that we um, realize that there are moments in our life where we have to evaluate where we are and what we're doing. And like so many thousands, millions of other people, you know, the pandemic definitely was the trigger for so many to say, you know, is this where I want to be and what direction do I need to go in next? Um, and I can't even believe it's been three years either. It seems crazy, um, that this all started three years ago, but I spent, um, an amazing 12 years at the Met. Um, that's where Will and I got to know each other and work together. And, uh, You know, we got to do so many incredibly exciting things as part of the reopening of the museum, as part of navigating through the challenges of the pandemic. They were super fulfilling, super exciting to do all of that stuff. But it was also, you know, a lot it was very draining. And I'm, um, you know, I was a working parent, I had two kids at home. I think when the pandemic started, my youngest was still in those like baby walkers, and was still eating baby food. Um, And so to have two kids at home, um, you know, the schools were closed, the daycares were closed. um, And working through all of that, you know, it was a lot of balls up in the air. It was a lot to juggle. And I say this as someone who had an incredible support network. I had um, immediate family nearby to help with the kids, you know, while I was in back-to-back Zoom meetings, uh, trying to figure out how to reopen this incredible institution to the public. Um, I had people helping me with the kids, helping with virtual you know, my son was doing virtual kindergarten classes at the time, which is even bananas to think of a kindergartner doing virtual school, but that was the reality. Um, And so after all of that, you know, I came to a point where um, I looked at everything I was able to do at the, at the Met, at the museum and realized that, you know what, I feel so good about what I've been able to accomplish. And I just needed to take a breath. Um, and take a moment away from work to figure out what I wanted to do next.
0: This is, this is um, again, everybody who's watched these before knows I don't have scripts. I thought about this this morning. And when I think about all that I admire about you, Christina, right, you're stable, you're, you're thoughtful, you're strategic, you, you're, you're just this calm, centered person. I, I'm not. Normally I'm <laughs> like the opposite. I, I, I chase energies and very different. So most of us, and especially what we did because when you think about reopening cultural institutions and being part of something that was so um, historic and so big, we were dealing with people's lives. We were, we were frightened, we were scared and it was, I think it just changed us. So all of those pressures um, worked itself on, it worked up on us. When I think about the difference between my leaving and changing and having a career break, well, I didn't take the break and that was the problem. Having a career break and doing something new versus you making the decision, months ago, I think I was having some sort of like stress attack, anxiety attack. And I reached out to you. You may remember this and I hope you you don't mind thinking, okay, the perfect person to help me with this project would be Christina. And I so admired where you were just like, yeah, right. Well, I'm on a career break. (laughs) Career break means no work. And I admire that so much. How did you, how did you have that discipline? Because I, my intention was like to stop. but because I'm drawn to energies and I'm drawn to I'm drawn to people, I kept saying yes. and I probably said, I know I said yes to too many things. What was the secret? How did you know I'm doing this and I'm not going to take the next step until.
1: How did you do that? Yeah. so I think when early on, when I knew that I was leaving the museum, You know, originally in my head, and I think we spoke about this, Will. um, I was like, you know, I just need like two or three months. (laughs) I just need two or three months without work um, to rest. First of all, to rest. I knew I needed I needed rest (laughs) as much as I needed anything else. Right. I didn't Um, have to rest and just yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To to um to have time to think, to have the space to think. And you know what? A couple of weeks into it, I'm like, three months is not enough. So I made the commitment to myself, I'm going to give myself at least six months. I need six months to just recover from everything that I've been through these past couple of years, um, recover from being a full time working parent with so many responsibilities, both at work and at home. Um, And I'm going to use the time to also just do things that I like to do or do things that maybe I didn't have the chance to do before because um, I didn't have the time. So, well, you know, once I made that decision in my head that it was going to be six months, I want to enjoy the holiday season. I want to be with my family. I want to be present um, in the lives of the people that I love. Um, that was my mindset. And I think so. That's why for me it was easy to be like, put put the boundaries up because this is the space that I want to be in now.
0: Now, you and I both experienced the the same job, right? We experienced intensity, and we worked on big projects for, for years. I remember I wanted to go, okay, side note here, folks. I wanted to go work for Christina years ago and another one of our colleagues, and I was ready to do what I needed to do to go work for these two, and I was turned down. So they didn't want me. I had to stay in my old job. <laughs> Eventually, the universe conspired and we started working on projects together. We worked in the same department and I'm very proud of the work that we all did. So we understand the the pressures of the job and and I don't mean pressure in a negative way. Everything has a certain level of pressure. We're now changed by that. I'm, I'm looking for something and I'm working on something that's completely different and how can I take my energy and use it for good, for use it for for leadership, uh, use it for talking about leadership. But I'm not interested in the big. I'm not interested in replicating what we had because I don't think you get bigger than what we had. I mean, that was intense. And you did it for over a decade. I did it for a couple of decades plus, and that's intense. Talk about, because I love the way you said it, talk about that you're ready for a big thing, a medium thing, a small thing, along with, I want to work from home, I want hybrid. Tell me, what are you thinking? Because I know you don't want to just step back into what you used to do
1: necessarily. Right, yeah, no, um, you know, the the greatest um, blessing that I've had the past couple months is that space to really reflect and think and strategize about what steps I want to take, um, what career I want next. And, you know, at first, again, things change when you have the time to reflect on them. At first, I thought, oh, you know what, these like remote roles is really attractive. Maybe I want to do something that's fully remote. I can work from home. I could be in my own space. And after a while, one thing that I realized that I missed about Um, being at the museum and being part of a team is that in-person interaction, is that sense of like the feeling of the culture that you get from a place by being there. And I know for me, you know, as I'm looking at what's next, I'm prioritizing being somewhere in person because I know that that's the space where I will do the best, the type of work environment where I'll really be able to thrive. I need kind of that separation of being present when I'm at home with my family, and being present at work when I'm in a physically different space. And so that was a big revelation for me, because I thought in the beginning, totally, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been doing an in-person five-day-a-week job for 12 years. I would love the chance to do something hybrid or remote. And then I realized that's not who I am. I'm an in-person people connector. I love thriving off the energy of a space. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I came to um to the conclusion of during this time where i've had the 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 chance to really think about my next steps so in person i love being part of a team Um, i love working with people i love things that are customer client facing Um, that's my background and i still want to stay along that thread
0: so how do you you know as a yet as a young woman raising um two beautiful young men how, how, how are you having conversations at home? Because I think that's really super interesting. Then I'm going to ask the, the audience here to send in some questions. How do you explain it to them, right? You've, you, you lived in one place, you moved them to another. Mom doesn't go out every day the way she used to. Now she wants to go out again. How do you explain it to, to young kids
1: who get used to a routine? Oh, totally. And you know what? My my oldest especially loved the fact that I worked at the museum. And he was quite disappointed <laughs> yeah, exactly. when I said it's mom not- wouldn't oh, be no. working at the you museum anymore. Because it's a cool job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's
1: totally I mean, cool job. I got to take them to the museum a couple of times and do behind the scenes stuff. And it was it was amazing. And so that was hard because I think that's another thing about working at such an iconic place is that so much of your identity is tied into what you do for your job, right? And if, you know, to leave that all behind and to make the decision that, you know, you're gonna try something different is a big deal. And it's a big deal for people around you too, who are used to identifying you with that. Um, did
0: you, did this happen to you? Probably not because you're more mature and smarter than I am. The, the, I When I left, I wanted to erase my past. I was going to be this new creature, this new thing, and, and what I did in, the, in my past just didn't matter. And then, of course, our past comes up. And because the Met is so iconic and it's just so known, I mean, it immediately conjures up all sorts of emotions and images with people, I, I started to realize none of us can erase our past. And so I started to then go through it all thinking, of everything I did, all the people I knew, all the, the, the guests that we dealt with, they were all part of me somehow. So if you take the best of all of that. And so I, I, that's interesting, right? Because when I was younger, my nieces and nephews used to call it Uncle Will's Museum right? It wasn't the Met. It was Uncle Will's Museum. So it's Mommy's Museum, right? I'm sure it's museum.
1: Totally. And that's what they would say, Mom's Museum. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, So that was a little bit of an adjustment. Well, like you said, like it was an adjustment to explain what was happening to the kids and that Mommy's on a break. Um, But, you know, they've also, we've also developed new routines that have been really fun. Um, And, you know, I just crack up because, again, my oldest makes me laugh so much. You know, at one point he was like, mom, are you ever going to go back to work? (laughs) Like he couldn't wait (laughs) to get rid of me. (laughs) Um, But it's been it's been so nice to have the extra time with them, for sure. Um, And I think just explaining things at their level that they can understand and and normalizing this concept of like, you know, you go through different phases in your life and different periods in your life. And that's something that's good for, I think, kids to see too.
0: Um, we've got an international audience here. So I always um, suggest that any guests who's been here after the broadcast, you could look at the replay, go through the comments because it, this is such a community. I just love these these folks. There's so many great, Michelle, David, Mariah, Byron, Shree. there's a million people here. And I, I, uh, I get uncomfortable mentioning names because I always forget one, but Mikkel, who is from Austria today, He's, his question um, is a good one. And wanna know your take on it. What are the cons to taking a career break?
1: Sure, well, I think that for, I think we're coming out of this perception or mindset, but for a long time, like taking a career break, there is that um, apprehension that when you're ready to start looking for a job again, how do you explain it? How do you explain a six-month gap? How do you explain why you decided to leave a job? Right. Why you needed the time off? Um, but again, I from from what I've seen and even er- some initial conversations that I have, there's there's not that much stigma around it anymore. I think there's there's a very understanding um, community out there that that gets it, gets why it's healthy, gets why it's good. Um, I would say the other con to to um, taking a break might just be how you feel about yourself. I think you really have to um, approach it with an openness and it's okay to be a little bit anxious about what's next. It's okay to be a little bit unsure. It's okay to not exactly know which direction you're going in, in the beginning of your break too. So I think there's, there's a lot of that internal thinking and self-reflection that you have to be comfortable with all of the uncomfortable feelings you're going to have. And that's definitely part of it
0: and that's one of the things you you're always so um, you're always so balanced right and 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 you know I'm complimenting you because you deserve it but that was one of the things that that I always appreciated most and the team appreciated most because it was like yeah but you could go to Christina and Chris you would you would also get her because you're human um at least yeah. I think you're human <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're human um but having that way to look at, at, at things properly, I, I, I'm such a fan of your generation, right? And I think that was one of the things we first learned. We, we worked with someone who talked about millennials all the time. But yes. I look at that. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things, forget the title or the label on a generation, is the, the thoughtfulness and, the, and, and how a, a generation different from my own that I grew up in these kinds of breaks and focusing on yourself and well-being and mental health, these are all important, nothing to be um, ashamed of. And I think that was part of the reason I even went not had this conversation today, is because we have to start making that normal. We have to say it's okay to say no. I was, what, 56 years old when I realized I could actually use the word no. I didn't <laughs> It wasn't in my vocabulary because I was so groomed to say yes. So I love to say everybody else but myself. Tell me, what does someone who's done what you've done and all the experience you have, what does going out there look like? 12 years in an organization is a very long time. We grow comfortable when we're in a place for a very long time, and it's, somewhat home, right? All the characters are, are extended relatives in a way. How do you go back out there and start interviewing? What's What's that been like? Have you started that? I, because I'm sure there are people watching who would want some tips on,
1: okay, I'm back out there. Yeah. Well, um, I have started putting myself out there. And, you know, um, Again, it's one of those things where you have to be okay with the vulnerability of it, right? Because <laughs> putting yourself out there and, and openly saying, I'm open to work. I want to connect with people. I want to um, look for opportunities that might be the right fit for me. Um, I think there's there's a lot that's intimidating about that. And I think just approaching it, understanding that you're going to have to pivot along the way and you might have to adapt as you go along. Um, And the second thing that I would say is that it's all about the relationships that you have with people. And this is something that I can't be overstated enough. Um, It's so important to like reach out to the people in your network and be open. Hey, I'm looking for work. Um, This is what I'm looking for. Um, And just having those conversations and being really transparent. I think that's, that, that's where you're going to get the most fruitful kind of, um, interactions is is by approaching it that way but it is it's intimidating and it's incredibly makes you feel really vulnerable and, and what I
0: love about what I've been doing in this time since my former life this weekly show or, or being able to do this the best part is the best part about it was the best part of any job I ever had and that was just connecting with people talking mm-hmm. with people introducing people to one another i think that is super super important and while it seems like yeah everybody's on social media and people can do things it's not easy to connect with people you're someone you're someone who's an empathetic leader and maybe you can describe this better than i can but you can you know when someone's a really good manager or a team member you can see certain skills, mm-hmm. right? You know people will get the work done, they'll be great with customers and other colleagues. But it's rare, it's been rare for me, that you actually meet empathetic leaders. And what I mean by that is everything you just said, being vulnerable, not knowing the answers, but being human, you know, being kind and connecting in, in such a way. You have that. I see it and I feel it. I can't put it into words. How would you describe um, finding that in, in someone else? Because you're an, an incredible recruiter, mentor. You've done all of these things. What do you look for in an empathetic leader? How do you know the person's got the it factor?
1: Yeah, um, that's such an interesting question. Well, I'm not sure it's just one thing, Um, but the best thing that any of us can do when we're meeting new people or having conversations and trying to connect is um, be a good listener. And I think you really have to hear people's stories um, and hear what they're telling you, what they're trying to convey um, and see if they're good listeners too. Because that to me is a sign of an empathetic leader is someone who... As much as they enjoy sharing about themselves, are they also good listeners? Are they asking you questions about yourself? Are they interested in you? Um, there has to be that kind of like natural back and forth. Um, and you know what? The other telltale sign—it's not—it is—is how people respond to situations and whether or not the choices that they're making are putting other people as the priority, as first. And that's really challenging to do, right? It's super hard when there's so many other you know, whether it be business priorities or needs that have to happen. And trust me, I've made tons of mistakes along the way and prioritized the wrong things. And I think at the end of the day, someone who's empathetic will figure out a way how to get those, um, super critical, um, things done while bringing their team along with them while lifting the team up and supporting the team along the way. And again, that's, that's easy. That, that sounds so simple, but it's not. Um, But that for me is definitely the sign of an an empathetic leader.
0: Um, Byron. um, Hi, Byron. Hi, Mariah. I tune in tomorrow, folks. I'll be in a car somewhere off the side of the road on their (laughs) show. We're going to be talking about kindness. Byron, um, uh, emphasizes that as well. Listen to what they're not saying, right? Absolutely, Byron, yes.
1: Listen right. to what they're not saying. Yeah,
0: really, really have to do that. Um, we've, I, I'm sure I've missed a ton of people because this, the, the chat, so the comments are so active, but our old colleague Armando, also known as Alfredo, says hello. It's always so nice when some of the old gang pops up and just says hi, so good to see you, Armando. Hope you Hi, Alfredo. That <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Okay. I'm looking at the clock because I try to keep this to half hour or so. Let, let's talk about um, visualizing, how do you say manifesting? What does the summer of 2023 look like for Christina? What's your ideal job day? What does it look like? So you could start to visualize it. Right? You took the Sure. Um, what does is, 4th what is of July weekend look like for you?
1: Well, 4th of July weekend definitely is barbecue somewhere <laughs> with family <laughs> and eating some good food. Um, but I would say in terms of the summer in general, you know, I would really look forward to, you know, having a job somewhere local to me by then where I'm going into work every day, doing something that's creative, utilizing my customer service skills, working with a team, um, and then spending the rest of the time doing fun summer stuff. I think, you know, part of what the whole purpose of why it took a break was to establish that balance and make sure I'm spending the right amount of time doing things that were professionally stimulating and challenging, but also recognizing that I always need to leave space um, for the people in my life that are important to me. Um, So I think when I visualize summer, that's what it is. It's, it's having um, a job local. Um, I think working with a much smaller team as much as I loved the team uh, at the museum, I think working somewhere that's more intimate is definitely um, what I'm looking for next.
0: That, that's super interesting because I go back and forth between I'm never going to work again and I'm just going to be in a cave somewhere and not talk to anybody, to wanting to fill up a stadium so I can feel the energy of a crowd. So I, I'm working on both of them. But like you, the time away, I, I stopped. So I took projects and I did tons of things in 2022. Right. This is 2020. I did t- tons of things in 2022. I purposely, I took a page out of the Christina and Brisselli book. I purposely said from Thanksgiving until New Year's, I wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. it was the first break I'd taken. And I wrote about this the other day. It's the first break I took from not working or doing something since the summer of 1982. So I know you weren't born then, but <laughs> since the summer of 1982. So there I was. I worked 40 years nonstop. So instead of beating myself up because I was doing that, I did too much, I should have did this, I shouldn't have done that, I said yes too many times, I thought to myself, wow, hey, to take six weeks to decompress after 40 years, I don't think that's such a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing at all. Not at all. Uh, I, I, I think because this topic is about career breaks, well, I, I truly hope anybody that's in the HR realm and the recruiting realm watching this or watching the recording of this to start to um, think about this, not those gaps, everything that you said earlier, people need to stop, people need to assess, people need to understand what they are, that what drives them. And we can't necessarily figure any of that out when we're always on the go, when we're always moving. And I I get criticized sometimes because people will say, well, you're lucky enough that you can do that. And yes, I admit that, I I, I recognize that. I am blessed, you too are blessed. Not everyone is blessed with the the opportunity. So we're not just trying to tell people that just take a break and say, "But you take the steps to do what you can do. And I don't know, that's, that's really what I just wanted to say here as we start wrapping it up and I have you have the final word. Um, how, w- w- what can we do and how do we continue to have the conversation allow people to take that break? And so I'm a big supporter of it. I'm so glad that I know someone like you and many others who have done it who do it proudly. And my good friend, Michelle here in the comments had actually said, no one's gonna know you're looking for work unless you tell them. In the past, right, it was quietly sending resumes or whispering, is there a job? No, no, you just boldly say, hey, I'm looking for work, does anybody know? Those are great things. What do you want to leave those watching here today or watching the replay? What do you wanna leave them with in terms of everything that you learned in your journey?
1: Sure, Um, you know, I think it was so, again, like you said, a privilege that I was able to take six months off um, to strategize and and to uh, focus my energies on what I wanted to do next. But, you know, I think that there are also maybe smaller ways in our daily lives that we can give ourselves the space to be strategic about what we want and to really put our efforts towards something that is going to be um, impactful and fulfilling, even if that means you can't leave your current position or you're, you have other constraints around it. And I think this is something that I've been trying to work on for a really long time. I mean, Will, earlier when you said you're the person who can't say no, I've been working on this for my whole life too is, Mm -hmm. you know, setting up those boundaries and not being the person to just automatically say yes to everything and and being thoughtful and being intentional. And I think, you know, great if you can take that career break, I applaud the people who do, I know how beneficial it is from having just done it myself. Um, But for those that can't just living your life in a way that you are intentional about the steps that you're taking and the direction that you're going, and cut yourself some slack too make sure you make space to relax.
0: We you said that so well because you and I do have something very much in common and that we're people pleasers or we were people pleasers because and I don't necessarily think that it's not a good thing but the intention of working in the public realm hosting large events, bringing in people, it's the right approach because you are trying to be welcoming and gracious. You talk about it, you talked about it today. How do you set those boundaries up? Mm -hmm. Because you wanna be gracious, you wanna put on the best show, you wanna welcome millions of people into your venue each year, right? You wanna do all of these things, but how do you take the time along the way, your own boundaries, set up some you time and when the time is right you're going to know when it's time to go on to your next thing in this world
1: absolutely and it will allow you to even i think succeed in the things that you do want to do right with your career with your profession whatever it is that you're doing um if you're not operating from a place of like being centered um, and and being focused it's going to impact your work too right and i think that that's also important to realize
0: so christina we've reached the end of our half an hour here and um, i just want to say thank you for having the conversation with me i want anybody who's watching this or watching the replay to know that um, christina's on the market she, <laughs> she's she's putting up her marquee she's She's ready to go back out there, and um, I really want to be able to support you and anybody that's that's watching to find that sense of joy, find that next that next big, medium or small or
1: small thing. thing. Yep,
0: the thing that's going to bring you joy, the thing that's going to light you up. Then you get to go home to your family and be the best Christina there is, right? Because you're fulfilled, and they see you fulfilled. So that's just that's everything so thank you for the conversation um, today and um, people can find you on LinkedIn right, That's you, right. you're very much on LinkedIn um, I suggest you connect with the worldwide audience in the comments later you can go through the comments and make sure you connect with everybody and um, I love or I try to end uh, with with my f- favorite quote find out who you are and do it on purpose and this is from Dolly Parton we may have some Dolly Parton. Um, fans out there. But this is something that I really take to heart because it is something that we work on constantly. Just figure out who you are just keep working at it and and cut yourself some break, some slack. And the plug for next week, I don't know what you're doing next week, Christina, but um, I'm doing an audio event. And my big, big topic that I'm exploring in the year 2023 is nice versus kind. I used to be Mr. Nice Guy. I didn't realize I was kind until I stopped being nice. So I'm doing an open format. So if you're available at noon um, next week, um, take the mic. It won't be video, but I'll open up the stage uh, to talk about that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Well, thanks so much. Well, looking forward to that. And also just thank you so much for inviting me today. And thank you to everyone who was who able to join. And hopefully more people will be able to catch this later.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. And looking forward to um, you know more kindness in the world and talking about more career breaks as, as time goes by. Bye. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Christina.